Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera. And before I introduce my next guest, I want to let you know that you can find two brand new guest mixes on the Musai Collective SoundCloud from DJ Mighty Cat in Montreal and Jenner over in Toronto. You can listen on SoundCloud at Musai underscore collective. I hope you love these mixes just as much as I do. On today's episode, you'll be meeting Zaneb Anrar, aka Zuzu of Zuzu Creations. Zaneb is an experienced creator who has been behind so many beautiful events, providing her amazing decorations and creating magic in multiple ceremonies, promising an atmosphere that will pair beautifully with the music, bringing you a one-of-a-kind, multi-sensory experience. When Zuzu has hands-on an event, you'll enter a whimsical journey to another dimension. With a perfect eye for creating vibes around numerous cities, Zaneb has collaborated with events such as Picnic Electronic, Do Not Sit on the Furniture, All Day a Dream, and many more. Her creations are popping up all around the world as she's quickly making a name for herself. Today, we discuss her origin story, her design of a flower power-inspired hippie market, manifesting our lives, and much more. This Zuzu Musai is a creative to watch, and you can follow her on Instagram at Zuzu Creations. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and here's the Neb Anrar on Musai Collective. Hello, Zaneb, a.k.a. Zuzu of Zuzu Creations. Welcome to Musai Collective Podcast. How are you doing over there? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. Amazing to have you here. (laughs) So everyone, I actually just met Zaneb a few weeks ago now because she's here visiting in the Dominican Republic. And it turns out we have many of the same friends from the dance music business and from Montreal and Toronto. And Zaneb, when we first met and you were telling me about your event productions and what you've been doing over the last few years, I knew right then and there that I wanted to have you on the podcast to share your story because I feel like I resonated with a lot of things you were saying. I want to start off this conversation by having you share with our listeners what exactly it is you do as Zuzu Creations and how did it all begin and like what's your origin story? Okay, so uh, Zuzu Creations is actually my production company. It includes the stage design, production, creative direction and everything in between. It actually started from my love to the music and to the design since young age. I was always fascinated by this and making things look nice and also I kind of grew up in artistic family my dad collects antiques and my mom she she was always the woman that changing the design inside the house every month and I kind of grew up on it and through the years and experiences I discovered that I'm super talented on it and actually through my friends like I was the only person when going like to a chalet or having a little trip with between friends I was the one always paying attention to the little details and making the boot look nice and all the little things that can sparkle the night or the experience so even my friends they're like oh start calling me Zuzu so the productions is a creation it started all love and fun and this sold my passion and my interest into all these things and yeah, because Zuzu, because it's like my nickname. My name is Zenab, so like Zuzu. And yeah, and then my my love for the music led me to to start my new my new collective, actually, and to start events in Montreal. And it was at Velvet first editions. I did the Welcome to the Jungle at Velvet. And, you know, I started working. I brought something new, which is bringing the experience because it's not just about the music. For me, it's also about incorporating all kinds of arts. 
in order to bring experience. Yes, it's the design, but the design bring the vibe and the vibe bring the experience. So yeah, and then lots of people saw my work and lots of artists and collectives and promoters start reaching out to me and start working with lots of brands and growing and blooming and getting more experiences. And yeah, it's love, passion and full dedication. That's amazing. I love it. And it's funny because it all started so organically, just literally with your friends yeah. on a weekend vacation. You're the one that's like attention to detail. Like guys, we need to make this look cute. Like <laughs> let's enjoy this. Like, oh yeah. Like, oh, always. I was always even in high school. I was that person that always, okay. Like the party of the end of the year, I'm going to organize it. I'm going to do this. I was always the leader that's going to pay attention for the little details, like and the design and things to make things more more cooler and beautiful and yeah more of a vibe exactly yeah then you recognize that you're talented on it it's definitely you have a talent you have the eye to catch things and then you when you put the work that it takes you make from your talent your passion absolutely magic happens (laughs) totally and here we are now talking about this at the start of the pandemic in 2020 we experienced a global pause especially those of us who were working in live events and i want to talk about your experience with this reset and how getting stuck in miami for three months was actually a blessing in disguise for your self-love and your wellness and you know how did this help you align again so yeah actually i was at the summer festival it was the last festival on earth you know the hashtag and uh, coming back from there I had connection flights in Miami and basically I got stuck there because they changed the rules 17 March between 17 and 18 yeah it's hours layover mm-hmm. in Miami and I just got stuck there and <laughs> back to Montreal, which is the best thing that happened to me because I was exactly when I have to be like universe just brought me to Miami and it's just amazing because at least the weather is perfect and I developed a little routine let's say that I'm someone who's very adapt myself to different situations so I was just literally reconnecting with myself and with little pleasures and little things of life that make you feel happy that we because of the routine of the you get wrapped into the work lifestyle and you don't have things to don't have time to connect with these little things. And of course, self-love, self-treat. It's a full-time job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also I had time to discover the beauty of Miami because I always go to Miami just for work or most of the time to party, of course, all the festivals happening. And then I had time to discover the other side of Miami, like the place, the people, the community that do yoga, sunset, the healthy lifestyle, the, all the beautiful areas, the Greenwood art, like just biking through the areas and discovering the other side of Miami made me feel that I really want to live with this, in the city. Like I connected with it in the highest levels. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. After that, just went back to Montreal when borders opened. And like two weeks after that, I had this project that I created called the Hippie Market. Yes. Yeah. It was. Talk about that. I want to talk about that. It's actually something <laughs> I definitely want to discuss. You only had like 10 days to execute this. And yeah, so yeah. tell us all about this Hippie Market and what it was inspired by it. Yeah. yeah. So after coming back to Montreal, going back to Montreal, I uh, started this project and I literally had 10 days, less than 10 days to, to gather my team, came up with idea, my, the ideas, create the, the vision and create the, 
the production and literally transform the whole venue. So it's a terrace actually in the La Commune. The owners of Suvoa, they got this new project and I was in charge of it because I always worked with them for Kazar and for creative direction of Suvoa and other events in previous year. So yeah, and it was one of the most challenging projects I, I had because it was a lot to do in such really like short notice and really short amount of time. And my vision actually was the hippie trail, the hip, the flower power movement of the 70s. So my vision behind it, actually, it was because everybody was in quarantine and locked down in their houses for months. So I was thinking about something more colorful, more bringing more light and more fruitful their colorful dreams like to bring happiness into people's life so I created the hippie market which is the flower power movement of the 70s and yeah it was very challenging lots of uh, struggle time and night of no sleep and lots of dedication but most important thing is that I really really enjoyed the whole experience and I loved every single process of it yeah I mean would you say all learning and growing. Absolutely. And, you know, it's definitely a labor of love, as you said, you know, sleepless nights, long hours. But how do you feel like it truly brought back an essence and a vibe to the city after like lockdown and, you know, summers arrived? <laughs> People, they were craving like to hang out together and especially in such an atmosphere like colorful and amazing and people were just like standing back and seeing people explore sick play and bringing putting smile on their faces and interacting with things that you created that's just very personal satisfaction and it's very fulfilling feeling yeah yeah definitely after all of that work <laughs> To yeah. see the people enjoying and I mean, and then you get to enjoy it as well and like be like, yes, this is my art. <laughs> it, it, for me, one driving factor in my creations, it's always motivated by user interaction, like just standing back and seeing people play, explore, take pictures and, you know, discover your reward that you create for them. The playground, that has no price for me. That's the, the most driving thing that keep me going and keep me pushing my limits and yeah. challenging Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So let's fast forward now. You made a trip out to Colombia for the Desert Craft event and then got a last minute call from artist Beirut to come and help with some redesign of his nightclub, Do Not Sit, over in Miami. But little did you know, you would be staying in Miami a little much longer than anticipated. However, <laughs> would you say... <laughs> would you say that you almost manifested living in Miami and... And how would you say your career has really blossomed since being there? So actually, I was in Colombia with my good friend, Mustafa Smayel. And I remember after this festival called Desert Craft, it was a little festival that fell in the desert of Colombia, Tatacoa. And after that, we were chilling in Cartagena by the beach. I remember this moment very well. And Beirut called me to actually ask me to come to Miami because he wants me to redesign the club before New Year's. But I always, of course, worked with Behrouz before for production. I was always in charge of the productions in Montreal, Toronto. We worked together so many times. So yeah, I was like, yeah, for sure. Especially that I have no commitment in Montreal and everything was shut down there on December uh, again. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then I just booked my flight, went to Miami, did the, did the job, created some magic. And then I, I decided to extend a bit to stay. I 
have I have lots of friends in Miami to spend the new year and enjoy some weeks since you know yeah have, yeah <laughs> and yeah from there just networking and start working with Illumina Tribe with Enzo and other collectives and from everyone that see my work want to work with me and then start working with lots of artists and brands and networking and blooming and and yeah bring in my magic because there's a magic to Miami <laughs> there is there is but it's just amazing like how things work out like I didn't plan anything and I'm someone who doesn't like to plan really I always leave that door open for adventure you like a fluid plan <laughs> yeah <laughs> I go with my own flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Zuzu fluid flow. <laughs> I'm a true believer that we are the creators of our realities. And not only are you a creator of event spaces and productions, but you also have a unique kimono fashion line called Character. Can you share with us what inspired you to launch this project? And what can people expect from a one-of-a-kind character kimono from you? <laughs> That's a very special one for me. Uh-huh. Baby. <laughs> so of Moroccan Berber descendants, actually, I always been aware of the power of, of my culture and the power of the Berber woman. She's an amazing character. She literally handmade everything and she's just a powerful, like Berber woman. She's such a character that like create everything. They handmade everything, all the, from traveling and seeing it was in Ibiza and was in Tulum and all this and seeing the Berber boohoo she vibes, you know, but yeah, no one gives credits to this woman that handmade made everything and no one knows the culture so just everything clicked in my head and my love for my culture and my country and this women's just lead me to expand my my creations to start my first clothing line and actually it's sustainable festival fashion it's handmade with love in Morocco by this beautiful woman but it's uh, recycled Berber vintage Berber carpets so I was literally traveling through the little villages Berber villages in Morocco try selecting all the car- vintage carpets and then recycling them into beautiful kimonos that you can rock depending to, to your character. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I use most of mostly the Suzdi fabric, which is 60% cotton, 40% organic viscose. The name of character actually started because came from the fact that I always think that it's not about the outfit. It's about the character, the personality underneath. You can literally put two different people in the same outfit and they can look totally different. Totally, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a one of a kind because all the the carpets, they're all broad, broaded like one of a kind. It's unique. Yeah. It's my so little cool. bit that they started and, and I'm going to give it more attention because I'm honestly more wrapped into the production and the creation project, but it's starting slowly, but surely. It will all align though with what you're doing in the production side of things it, because when you're doing a event pop-up or a, an event at one of the clubs, you know, maybe you also do a pop-up of your kimonos while, they're, exactly. while you're hosting, like a collaboration, so... Exactly. Big things coming for character. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the clothes, they exhibit like geometric patterns and all color of jewelries, rubber jewelries, like 
and for my my first uh, collection it's very from very minimalistic to very extravagant like so you can find your character in each each piece like nice yeah it depends how wild you want to go here yeah. <laughs> how's zuzu how much zuzu you <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we just had a new moon last week, which is all about setting new intentions and new cycles. And a few weeks ago, Zaneb and I actually visited a remote island here off of the Dominican Republic called Sona Island. And before we went, we were standing in the kitchen and she all of a sudden had this like epiphany of like, oh my gosh, like about <laughs> life cycles and... Please share with us what this was all about because you were tripping out about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And also being around you, you know, you bring lots of light and energy. Ah, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, actually, uh, my first trip when I came to Montreal, my first year, I came to some of my girlfriends to the Dominican Republic and we went to Sauna Island, the island we went to last night. Yeah. Um, that was my first year in Montreal. So remember when it was full moon that night and we went to Sauna Island that weekend and we came back, we were chilling in the kitchen. And then I'm like, oh my God, like I just had this vision, like something just like little voice came to me and she's like, oh, now you came to close another cycle, which is the Montreal cycle. Because I went back to the first place I visited, like when I took vacation from Montreal, my first year. I don't know when you have this and, vision. Yeah. Powerful. And it's like new cycle and which aligns with my new Miami life and my new my expanding my career in Miami so yeah yeah I definitely feel like you were like closing that chapter and it was almost like a download where you were like it was like guess what (laughs) and then you're like ah what's happening (laughs) but that's really cool because yeah you are starting a new chapter in Miami and like with new clients and opportunities and you can only like move forward from here so keep going (laughs) Yes, it's always you have to listen like to that little voice, be connected to your God. Uh-huh. That little inner voice that we have, it comes a few seconds and then disappears. It has everything. It's like, there. You have to listen to it. You can't avoid it. You have to be like, okay, I'm listening to you and just like go with it and feel from the heart. Can you share with us maybe one or two muses who inspire you in your life that you'd like to give a shout out to? Uh, first person is my mom. Absolutely. Uh-huh. she's such a strong amazing woman that she i i I owe her everything you know and second person is one beautiful artist called morally with the moral i love her work i love her art i love her word she's amazing she creates experiences for the people and they love everything about Nice. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to get to the follow your bliss finale question. Can you share one positive affirmation with our listeners or any life advice you'd like to pass along? Follow your dreams. Keep doing what you want to do and do everything with love. Yeah. And do everything with love and put the work that you take. Might be going to (laughs) happen. It's true. You have to like work hard, but... It's rewarding in the end, isn't it? There is lots of work. There is lots of dedication. There is lots of focus there. But it's always, always, always comes to great fruits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny when you look back on 
So when you're looking back at your life, maybe the last five years, and when you start to connect all the dots, it's like, okay, if I didn't make, like, you always are making new decisions all the time, right? Am I going to, like, what if you never made the decision to go to SXM and then you wouldn't have ever gotten stuck in Miami? You know what I mean? And then, et cetera. And the same for, like, if you didn't go to Desert Craft, like, just all the connections you've been making, like, it's all, like, part of your journey and your cycle <laughs> open to, to actually receive everything and being open to adapt yourself and to adjust to situation and accept everything that universe threw into your way like from good things to bad things which is always challenges and growing it's so crazy so listen to the universe everyone <laughs> okay well thank you so much for being here today and i will link some of your projects here in the episode just description so everyone can find you on socials and as well as character kimonos and that was so great and i maybe maybe i'll see you before you leave but (laughs) for having me and keep doing this amazing work it's it's amazing it's beautiful to see uh, women empowering each other uh thank you so much it's like so fulfilling for me every week to speak to different women from everywhere and like share stories and wisdom and and insights and you know just like the love (laughs) I know I know I know I know it's amazing and you can feel it you know and everything we love in your life you're only gonna succeed exactly from the heart space (laughs) (laughs) okay well have a beautiful evening and we'll see you soon